We are constantly inundated with information, content, and choices about where to consume it all. If you're in charge of selling anything, you may find yourself posting on social media, publishing a blog, sending a weekly newsletter, and maybe even producing a few webinars. Do we really need another way to consume information? And do we really want to be responsible for creating yet more content? Let me ask you one more question. How important is it for you to form lasting connections and enhance engagement with your guests, customers, attendees, or exhibitors? We already know we have too many choices. What makes them choose you? Stay tuned to hear some reasons why the very medium you are consuming right now can be a key contributor to their choice. I'm Jen Salerno, and this is The Courtesy Block, a chip off the Room Block podcast. Greetings, Room Block Podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of The Courtesy Block. I'm so glad to have you here. If you are new, then welcome. And if you are repeat, then welcome back. So before we dig into this week's episode, I just want to share that my husband and I just got back from a little getaway to Las Vegas, which I love I'm a huge Las Vegas fan. And while I've been to Vegas for business, like, I don't know, over 20 times at least, if this was purely a leisure trip, so it felt a bit different. We stayed at the Palazzo, uh, which is fantastic. I mean, that has to be one of, if not the best standard hotel rooms out there, right? Um, The staff was just incredible. I heard the phrase, we appreciate you multiple times a day. It was just really cool to witness the gratitude of people traveling. And of course, there's really no place that has an energy quite like Las Vegas. I mean, it was a little quiet once we arrived on Wednesday evening, but by Friday night, it was totally packed. The strip was in full force. And it was funny because it was a different crowd than I guess I'm usually around when I'm there. You know, there is a noticeable lack of name badge wearing conventioneers, but I know that they will be back soon, especially because, you know, they're reopening 100% very soon. I think they had just opened back up to 80%. So as for the safety measures, everything felt really safe to me. Masks were required in all of the casinos and they were required in all of the restaurants, on the pool deck. Casinos had plexiglass all over the place. So there were definitely plenty of safety precautions present in Vegas. It was just, it felt great to be there. Great to get away. And while I'm still making up for uh, minimal sleep <laughs> for a few days, I feel refreshed and ready to continue on with my podcasting lifestyle, which often consists of late night anyway, after you know my kids go to sleep. But I mean, that's besides the point. What I want to know from you all is, have you heard last week's episode featuring Carrie Abernathy and Derek Johnson? If not, I highly suggest that you check it out. I only want to bring it up because it truly is an episode that's full of mic drop moments, like a lot of like bombs (laughs) and new ways of thinking and simple ways to get our industry closer to our goals. And the topic, you know, it's really not 
only about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but uh, Carrie and Derek host a show called Events from Black to White, and uh, I had just watched an episode of their show, and I invited them onto mine, and um, they're, they just both have such amazing points of view and experience in the industry, so I highly suggest you check out my show, check out their show. Just a lot of great food for thought for our industry. You know, one thing Derek Johnson mentioned was that he hosted a podcast for his organization, which is the Tally Management Group. And this got me thinking. Honestly, most of the conversations that I have with my guests make me think a lot. But there have definitely been common threads, themes, trends, you know, that have woven their way through the conversations that I've had on the show. Words keep coming up like authenticity, immersive, experience, connection, education, engagement, digital, storytelling, loyalty. I mean, the list goes on. But you know what ties all of those words in together? Podcasting. Podcasting has become increasingly popular. Like every statistic out there has been steadily increasing over the last decade. This is not a very stat-heavy show, but I just want to give you some to consider about podcasts. 75% of the U.S. population is familiar with the term podcasting. 55%, so that's 155 million people, 55% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast. This is up from 22% in 2009. That is a huge increase over the last decade or so. 65% of monthly podcast listeners have been listening for less than three years. So you just get an idea of how new the medium really is for the, a majority of people. Podcasting tends to be a younger audience, which represents to all of my listeners the next generation of travelers and event attendees. And we know from listening to some of my previous shows that the younger generation is looking for more authentic and immersive experiences, right? The other thing about podcast listeners is that they're more likely to follow companies and brands on social media. Most hotel brands and organizations have caught on to social media by now in some way, you know, in an effort to stay relevant and to market to people in the way that they want to consume, right? As far as podcasting, I mean, clearly the events and hospitality industry must be getting on board with this trend as well, right? Not so much. <laughs> so upon conducting a quick search, here's what I found. There are a handful of podcasts that have, I don't know, maybe six or seven or eight episodes spaced out over several months between episodes. I did find a few consistent association podcasts, such as ones from the National Restaurant Association and ASAE. So great job there. And I'm not knocking the companies that have tried and found that a podcast might not have been for them at the time. It's a lot of work. I'm here to tell you firsthand. But I just want to point out that the key to doing a podcast successfully is frequency and consistency. So here's the thing. Did you know that there are over 
600 million blogs out there. Now, I am guessing that you or your company has one, or most companies that you follow do. Guess how many podcasts are out there? The latest number is 2 million. This is about two times as many as there were a year ago. So now with all of those growth stats that I provided earlier, you can bet that that number is going to continue to grow. So maybe the companies that tried podcasting a few years ago, maybe it wasn't the time to do that. Maybe you didn't have the resources to do it consistently and correctly, but it might not hurt now to take another look. How can a podcast fit into your overall marketing plan? And when I say this, who am I talking to? I'm talking to hotels, hotel chains, associations or association management companies, corporations, trade show organizers. I mean, anyone could benefit if you're doing it right. Now, let's go back to the blogging for a second. I mean, I get it. There's benefits to blogging, which podcasting just can't achieve. Blogging is easier and it's quicker to do. It has better SEO benefits and blogs are more easily shareable. However, I want to go through a list of some podcast benefits that blogging simply cannot achieve in the same way. The first one is being able to convey a unique brand voice. Remember the whole authenticity thing we were talking about earlier? This is the perfect way to do this up. If you have not already, go figure out your brand story and use a podcast to go tell it. Now, I could elaborate heavily on this topic right now, but I'm going to hold off only because next week's episode of The Room Block is going to dive into the many ways you can develop and tell your organization's story. So I'm not going to spoil it now by talking about it. But if you listen to this episode, be sure to tune in to next week's episode because they really go hand in hand. But I assure you that no matter what your company is, what type of hotel you have, what type of event you run, you have a unique story to tell. It's in there. And this leads me to my next point, because there is nothing like the spoken word to help you stand out in a crowd and create a more personal connection and increased engagement. Again, more buzzwords, right? We are all trying to make a more solid, reliable, and real connection, especially after what we all went through this past year. There is nothing like having a voice in your ear, hopefully a nice soothing one, <laughs> talking to you as if you are right next to them or sharing a conversation. I will never forget when one of my first reviews mentioned that listening to this podcast was like having dinner with old friends. You cannot make that kind of connection from a blog. So what if staying at your hotel or attending your event started to make people feel like they were coming home to old friends? I know that that type of feel is what so many of us are after because that solidifies yet another common theme, loyalty. And on that note, in addition to loyal guests or customers, we also want engaged guests and customers. So let's go back to the fact that podcast listeners are more likely to follow brands on social media. I bet they are more likely to engage with you there as well if you have a podcast that they enjoy listening to. I know that's how I behave. 
But the other thing is that increased engagement also leads to other desired behaviors like sharing and spreading the word, getting more involved. But probably the most important thing, they're buying more. All right. The next reason that podcasts can be so available is that you can produce evergreen content. Now, what do I mean by evergreen content? I'm sure marketing gurus know what I mean, but you know, it's, it's content that that doesn't necessarily get old. It's not necessarily time based. It, it can be everlasting. So, you know, when I started this podcast, I was pretty adamant about not getting too specific with news stories or current statistics. And this is purely based on my own podcast listening behavior. So if I find a podcast that I want to listen to, I'm going to go back into their old catalog and find older episodes. If these older episodes end up being irrelevant because they contain news that's like two years old, then I'm probably not going to listen. You know, my goal here with this show and the beauty of podcast as a medium is that you can create content that lives on and is valuable years down the road if you want it to. And people will continue to find it and seek it out. I still get listens on the first 10 episodes in my catalog. And those are now, you know, almost they're over 10 months old. And people are going to still continue to find the show and discover those episodes. Nothing against news or time-based podcasts, of course. There's plenty of people who listen to them and enjoy them. But the medium of podcasting allows for benefits that go beyond this kind of show. And you can take advantage of it. All right. Another way that podcasting is so valuable is that it allows for multitasking. And in particular here, I'm going to talk about smart speaker usage. How many of you have an Alexa or a Google Home? I have both. <laughs> and if I'm cooking dinner, I am probably listening to a podcast at the same time thanks to Alexa. Now, I don't think smart speakers are going away anytime soon, right? And it's been said that their prevalence is partly what increased podcast consumption over the last year as everybody was home, home with their Alexa, <laughs> listening to podcasts. And, and these Smart speakers allow for easy discovery and easy listening. So we can only assume that that's going to increase. The other thing about multitasking is that I also consume my podcasts while on my exercise bike or while I'm out walking or outside running. Like, and this is for me where podcasts win over you know, something on YouTube or, or webinars. I simply don't want to look at a screen for any longer than I have to or more than I already do. If there's heavy technical information or something that requires a visual aid, then yes, fine. That content is clearly better suited to a webinar. But if I'm simply watching a conversation, well, I mean, I enjoy the chats and, and, and the intended engagement that comes from being there live. That is not always enough of a driver for me to want to watch a webinar. Not to mention if I'm only catching the replay. Because if I'm only catching the replay, I'm not able to engage with the attendees anyway. So if I can't make it at that exact specific time, then it's just not quite as appealing. Now, there's obviously a time and a place for webinars. But if you are relying on these to be your medium to engage and connect with your audience or guests, I feel like you are missing out on a way to connect with your audience that more seamlessly integrates with their life. And isn't that what you want? To be a part of your audience's life? 
Okay, the final way that podcasts are a great option to consider is that you can repurpose their content. So now let's go back again to the benefits of a blog over a podcast. Guess what? You can take your podcast content and repurpose it into several blogs. You know, you can pull out a few main ideas here and there, or you can even get a full transcript of your podcast, edit that accordingly, post it as a blog. I have yet to try to do that, but <laughs> why not? It's coming. I mean, are podcasts a bit more work and preparation on the front end? Yes. But like I said, I'm here to tell you, if I can do it, anyone can. And once you get in the rhythm, it, it just flows. Now, if you don't have the resources within your company, you have someone dedicated to do this or someone who wants to do this, which I could see, you, know, you can always outsource your podcast to be hosted and produced by somebody else. I, I just may know somebody that can help with that. But I mean, isn't this just like what is now very commonly done with social media? We outsource that. Except I think that if done authentically and with a very clear and specific intent, a podcast has the potential to pay off in a more meaningful way than social media can. Well, I hope I gave you some new ideas and inspiration for how a podcast could be a game changer for your event or organization. While I know it seems like everyone already has a podcast, as I just described, I assure you they do not. There are millions of people out there that are waiting to subscribe to your show, and they just may become your next loyal guest, customer, or attendee. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week in the Broom Block so you can continue to join in the conversation.